Amen. Open with me in the word of the Lord this morning to Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. Amen. Luke chapter 11, verse number 1. Luke chapter 11 and verse number 1. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And with the help of the Lord this morning, I want to talk to you on the subject, Lord, teach us to pray. I love you, Jesus, today. I thank you for your goodness to us, your mercy. Thank you for your hand upon our life, God. Thank you for the outpouring of your spirit. Thank you for the baptisms. I praise you today. Thank you for each one that's here. Those that are watching online, God, have your way. Touch my heart, I pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. As 2022 had ended and coming into 2023, the Lord has uh, been just, again, touching my heart on the subject of prayer. And in line with our our thought of being available, um, how wonderful it would be for there to be a revival of being available for prayer. And so um, that's why I'm addressing this topic this morning. Lord, teach us, teach us to pray. This is, a, this is in the, and I know it's recorded in Matthew as well, um, but I'm selected Luke, uh, Luke's writings on it. And so I want to just kind of go down through it. it. It goes from verse 1 to verse 13. Uh, so <clears throat> one of the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. And so Jesus said, when you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done as in earth, so in uh, as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And when he had said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend? Shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. Verse number six says, for a friend of mine, a friend of mine. And then Jesus goes on and tells the story how he provided some bread for his friend. And then verse 13, if ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that, that ask him? When I was in Bible college, they gave us a, a book called All the Prayers, All the Prayers of the Bible. And so back in December, I dug that book out and set it on my desk, and I've been just going through it, looking at 
looking at all the prayers of the Bible. The Bible is, is full of prayers, and this book breaks them down book by book and talks about the types of prayers that were prayed in, in the Bible. Uh, for example, there were prayers for spiritual progress. There was prayers for dedication. There was prayers for a wise heart. There was prayer for divine action. How many would like to see the Lord divinely move in some situations? Prayer for divine action. Uh, they prayed for a sign throughout the Bible. There was individuals that prayed for a sign. There were prayers that were made in times of distress. How many of you have, have called out to God in times of distress? Oh, Lord, hear my prayer. Oh, Lord, move on my behalf. Uh, there, was, there was the prayer of a resigned will. Nevertheless, thy will be done. A resigned, a resigned will. The Bible talks about... Uh, Prayers for a successor. The Bible refers to an Acts that they prayed for boldness. Holy Ghost boldness. There was prayers in the Bible for comfort and stability. There was prayers in the Bible for God's will. Prayer for wisdom. There was prayers for Christian stability. And then in Revelation, one of the final prayers recorded in the Bible was the prayers of the glorified saints. How many are looking forward to praying that prayer one of these days? The prayer of the glorified, the glorified saints. Uh, verses 1 through 4 in, in Luke completes what we refer to as the Lord's Prayer. Uh, the Lord's Prayer. Uh, he didn't have to pray. Uh, forgive me of my sins. He was, he was a spotless lamb. He was sinless. But he does offer this as an outline. This is an outline for how we are to pray. So with, a, with God's help today, I want to just renew a challenge in our heart for prayer. The most important thing in our lives is a prayer, a prayer life. Uh, it's important to soul win. But Soul winning is uh, uh, not more important than prayer. It's important to live a separated life, but we have to make prayer a priority. It's important to have preaching, but it's more important to have a prayer life. Uh, it's important that we have teaching in the word of the Lord, but a Christian's life is to be a life of, of prayer. Now, Mark gives us some examples of Christ's prayer life. In Mark chapter 1 and verse 35, it says, In the morning, rising up a great while before day, Jesus went out into a solitary place, and there he prayed. Early in the morning, before the day had started, it says Jesus went to pray. And in Mark chapter 6, verse 41, it says, When Jesus took the loaves and the fishes, he went, looked up to heaven and he blessed it in, in prayer. Then in verse 46, it says, When he had sent them all away, he departed into the mountain to pray. I find it very interesting in this chapter 
that the disciples asked the Lord to teach them to pray. They had heard Jesus preach. They had heard him teach. They had watched him cast out devils and work miracles. They had watched him do all of these great things. But they never said, Lord, teach us how to preach. They never said, Lord, teach us how to teach. They never said, Lord, teach us how to work miracles. They never said, Lord, teach us how to cast out devils. They never asked him one time to teach us those things. But after watching him pray, and after hearing him pray, the disciples went to him and said, Lord, would you teach us how to do that? Would you teach us how to be men and individuals of prayer? That lets me know that there is a priority or a preeminence that the children of God have got to have a life of prayer before the Lord. We have to be individuals that know how to pray. Amen. This is, this was the question. And uh, we get focused and our attention goes on so many things and, and we got to be good at this and we want to be good at that and we want to do this and have this type of ministry. And yet the disciples were so, uh, they were so engaged, they were so amazed at the man of prayer that they said, Lord, if you can teach us anything, would you at least teach us how to pray? Because it's out of the prayer life that flows all the other things that we need all of the other things that we need. Lord, if you'll teach us how to pray, if you'll teach us how to pray, we know that these other things will. Hallelujah. Would you clap your hands with me this morning? Hallelujah, hallelujah. And when I was preparing this and meditating on it, I the, the, the human side of me says, you know, don't get up there and, and be hard on those people. They're, they're already doing so much and working and living and families and jobs and all kind of things. And, and then I just had to push that out of my mind and stick to what the Word says. The Word said they asked the Lord to teach them how to pray because at the end of the day, what's most important in our life is that we know how to pray. We know how to talk to God. We know how to communicate with Him. Oh, oh lift your hands. Let's just talk to Him for a minute this morning. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Lord, teach us to pray. Lord, teach us to pray. Lord, teach us to pray. Hallelujah. 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 Nowhere in the Bible, nowhere in the Bible are we admonished to preach without ceasing. Nowhere in the Bible are we admonished to teach without ceasing. Nowhere in the Bible are we admonished to feed the hungry without ceasing. Nowhere in the Bible are we admonished to do all of these things. But there is a place in the Bible found in 1 Thessalonians where we are commanded to pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. 
I'm sure some of you think I've got the preaching without ceasing messed up. But it's not instructed in the Bible. It's not there. It's not there. I've got to, read, I got to read, read, fix that in my mind. But one thing that I want to be challenged with this morning is that it does say, children of God, one thing we've got to fall in love with, and that's to be in a life of continual prayer, a life of meditation before the Lord, that we are to pray without ceasing. We are to pray without ceasing. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Bible does not say that preaching will save a nation. I know preaching is what saves souls, but I'm, I'm going in a context here. It doesn't say that preaching will save a nation, but the Word of God does say this, that if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive them and I will heal their land. What Canada needs is maybe not more eloquent preaching, but what what Canada needs is men and women of God that will fall on their face and will humble themselves and will fall in love with prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says if they'll pray, if they'll humble themselves and pray, I will hear them. I will forgive them. And I will heal their land. Praise God. Oh, we've got to fall in love with the family of, of this church. Fall in love with prayer. Fall in love with prayer. And yet it, it does seem that uh, prayer is at the bottom of the list. What a shame. What a shame. The things that can be dealt with in prayer. The things that we can deal with in prayer. The burdens and the needs and the, and the troubles. And Brother Brewer preached it so wonderful here a while ago. Our, our, our father is a, a mighty counselor, the prince of peace. He, he's all of those, he's all of those things. And, and we tap into all of those things when we go to the Lord in prayer. Learning to pray. It started out very simple. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul you'll keep. God is great. God is good. And I thank him for the, the food. And on and on we go. But at some point, we've got to take it a little bit larger and a little bit deeper than we thank you for the chicken. We've had it hot. We've had it cold. We've had it young. We've had it old. We gotta take it a little bit deeper. We gotta take it a little bit further. Souls are at stake. The power of God is at stake. The, the nation is at stake. Revival is at stake. Oh, the church ought to be victorious in prayer. Ah, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Someone say, preach it. <laughs> Nothing like uh, pushing you for, uh, for encouragement, right? Putting you on the spot, telling you what to say. These disciples were so 
enamored with, with the prayer life of the Lord. And, and we know he was the master teacher. And we know he was the miracle worker. And, and Nicodemus said, nobody can do these things unless God is on him. The, the miracles and the, the, the testimony of the life, it was all there. But the disciples were so hungry to find out, what is it about this prayer? What is it about this prayer? Why does he go off to the mountain? Why does he go early in the morning? Why does he lift his hands to, to thank God for the food? Why? Why? What is it about prayer? And they said, Lord, if you teach us anything, if you show us anything, if there's anything that we need to tap into, let us learn how to pray like you have prayed. Praise God. And what's marvelous about these, this request for prayer is that these disciples were not strangers to prayer. They grew up in this. They knew about temple and worship and, and God, and they had the scriptures. This was, it wasn't abnormal for there to be liturgy and prayer and worship and, and temple and and law, they, they knew it all. But there was something a little more dynamic for them to look at Jesus and say, there's something different about your prayer. There's something different about what you do. There's something more than what we've been handed in these Old Testament scriptures and prophets. There's something more about what you do. There's a deeper dimension. It stood out to them. They weren't maybe used to miracles and, and casting out devils. They were used to prayer, but they didn't know about the prayer life of the Lord. You would think they would have been fascinated by miracles because that wasn't as prevalent in their life. You thought they'd have been uh, really interested in casting out devils and, and all of those things because that wasn't part of much of this ode. But, but Jesus come along doing all that, but that's not the thing that intrigued them. The thing that intrigued them was what they were familiar with, but there was something different about the prayer life of Jesus. recognized that whatever he does it has to come out of that prayer life so they weren't focused on all of the manifestations of prayer life they were interested in how to do it how to do it and so Jesus began to teach them he began to teach them Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And then he said, give us this day our daily bread. And then he said, forgive us our sins. And then going into the rest of the story, um, he told them to pray for the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost, the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so he only said to them the basics of prayer um, are thy will 
daily bread, forgiveness, and the power of God. That's what Jesus taught them to pray. And so technically the message really could be over. Because the lesson on prayer is, is that we are supposed to ask when we pray, we are supposed to ask for just a few things. Our basic needs, forgiveness, others, and an outpouring of God's spirit. That's what we're to pray. So much of our prayers are, you know, extra things. Extra things. And that, I, I, I mean no cruelness by that. It's, it's sometimes our, our prayers are about other things. But Jesus said, when you pray, pray the will of God. Pray basic needs. Pray forgiveness. Pray for others. And pray for an outpouring Pray for an outpouring of God's Spirit. And when I think of my prayer times, they often do not model that. And so it's no mystery that sometimes I walk away from prayer times feeling um, uh, maybe not empty, uh, maybe not uh, feeling like I've touched God or... You know, I say it all the time, people give gifts they want to receive. And sometimes we pray prayers that we want to receive. We, we pray in a way that we would want to be prayed to. But if we want to really touch heaven, we have to pray the way Jesus taught us to pray. And that was to pray... His will, His will, basic needs, forgiveness, others, and an outpouring of His, His Spirit. How many of us, all of our basic needs have been met this morning? My basic needs have been met. Now there are prayers that I could pray of things I would like to have and things that I want and on and on and on. The Bible says if we delight ourselves in the Lord, He gives us the desires of our heart. It doesn't say to pray the desires of our heart. It says delight ourselves in the Lord and He'll give us the desires of our heart. When you pray, you ask for your daily bread. Lord, I have some daily needs. I have some daily needs. And those are the things that we pray for. It's eight words. Give us day by day our daily bread. And when we, when we pray for forgiveness, it's 16 words. So the forgiveness prayer is double the, the length of the daily needs prayers. When we talk about forgiveness, and part of the prayer of forgiveness is that I forgive others. Lord, if, if I want to receive forgiveness, if I want to live a life of forgiveness, I have got to forgive others. That's, that's part of the prayer. My, is that the truth this morning? <clears throat> and so the, the prayer of forgiveness is, is double the prayer of my, 
my, my basic needs. <clears throat> and, then, and then we go into the prayer for others. And I'm, I'm, I'm drawing that from chapter 11 and verse number 6. For a friend of mine. It's a prayer for others. It's a prayer for others. I am praying for a friend of mine. A friend of mine. Who is your friend? Who is your neighbor? And Jesus taught about that. I am praying, Lord, today. That's part of the prayer. And then, then we pray for an outpouring of his spirit. Verse 13 how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? What a, what a wonderful model of prayer. The things that I ask for. Daily needs, forgiveness, others, an outpouring of your Holy Spirit. Daily needs, forgiveness, others, outpouring of your Holy Spirit. Uh, praying today, Lord, for daily needs. And you've already met them. You've already provided daily needs. I'm praying for daily needs. I'm praying for forgiveness. I'm praying for others, Lord. I'm praying for an outpouring of your Spirit. Can we get that into our heart? I'm praying for daily needs. Lord. I'm praying for forgiveness. I'm praying for others. I'm praying for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit, Lord. I'm praying for needs. I'm praying for forgiveness. I'm praying for others. I'm praying for an outpouring of your Spirit, oh God. Oh my! When we enter into a closet of prayer, the disciples said, teach us, Lord, teach us. He said, pray for your basic needs. Pray for forgiveness of sin. Pray for others. Pray for an outpouring of my Spirit on all flesh. Praise God. And so here's a great model for prayer. Start out with praise. When we were in Bible school, they had us make what we called a, a prayer sandwich. And it started out with praise. Praising God. Praise God. Thank Him for everything you've done for me since yesterday. Amen. This is a daily prayer. This is a daily prayer. I'm, 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 I'm up to date, Lord. I'm up to date on the praise. I, I, all I got to do is I got to go back 24 hours because I covered the, the previous 24 hours yesterday. And, and the day before that, I covered the previous. But I'm, I'm going to start out today and I'm going to praise you for what you did for me in the last 24 hours. Oh my, couldn't we have a prayer time right now if we just began to praise God for everything he did for us all day yesterday and what he's done for us this morning oh my couldn't we praise God thank you Lord for shoes on my feet thank you Lord for for food to eat Lord thank you for a roof up above me thank you for clothes on my back thank you for my family thank you for the church thank you for my friends thank you for life and breath and, and healing and strength Lord I thank you for everything you've done for me today <laughs> praise God Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How, how many have five things right now that you can lift your hands and praise and thank the Lord for? I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I thank you for souls getting baptized in Jesus' name. I thank you for church today. I thank you for the song leader and the musicians. I thank you for the preaching, Lord. I thank you for the believers, God. Thank you for the kingdom of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's amazing how praise will lift your day. It's amazing when you start thanking the Lord. Thanking the Lord. Amen. I read something here a while ago. Said before you go to bed at night, you've got so much going on in your mind in the day, and you're trying to process it and unwind it and, and settle yourself down to, to go to sleep. A great way is to write down a list of thankfulness and, and accomplishments and things you've done. And oh, what a way to end the day. Say, Lord, look what you've done. Look what you've done. Look what you kept, Lord. Look what you healed. Look what you brought me through. Look what you've done, Lord. I praise you. I praise you, I praise you, I praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You started preaching there the other night, Brother Brewer, and you started out and said, I, I thank God I got, I got a wife that loves me and I got children that love me, and, and he was going right down the list, and I know other people, I can't stand my wife, can't stand my kids, can't stand... What's wrong with you? <laughs> can't stand my husband, can't stand my job, can't stand. Man, what a way, what a way to start your day and end your day with praise unto the Lord. Amen. Amen. And then go into a place of worship. Go into a place of worship. Worship is different than praise. Praise is thanksgiving for what he's done. Worship is who he is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whether I'm down here, whether I'm up there, whether I'm over there, whether I got this, whether I don't got that, whether anything has happened, what, whatever's going on, he is still God. He is still on the throne. He is still the Almighty. He is still my King of Kings and my Lord of Lords. He is my everything. He is my all, both great and small. He is everything. He is I, everything he is my all I praise you Lord I praise you my day's not gone good but you're still God I'm, I'm, I'm done having some stuff but you're still God I'm walking through a valley but you're still God I'm walking through the mountain but you're still God whether I'm here or there it doesn't matter God is God it never changes my circumstance fluctuates but God is steady and forever Hallelujah. He is merciful. He is love. He is grace. He is forbearing. He is goodness. He is unchanging. He is patient. He is long-suffering. He is kind. He is gentle. He is all those things. He is my God. He is my God. He is my God. Praise the Lord. Whether he heals me or not, he is healer. Whether he delivers me, he's deliverer. Whether he touches me, he is the toucher. Whether he does anything, he is still almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Whether I'm up or whether I'm down, he's still God. Whether I'm in the valley of decision, whether I'm not in the valley of decision, he is still, he is still God. Whether I'm at home or whether I'm in the hospital, whether I'm in the doctor's office or I'm out in the woods hunting, whether I'm at the camp, whether I'm at the banker's office, it, he is still he is God. He's God. He's God in the morning. He's God in the noontime. He's God in the evening. He's God in the midnight hour. Hallelujah. He is almighty God. I can praise him. I can worship him. He is the almighty God. Hallelujah. And what a privilege it is to confess our sins. Amen. The Bible doesn't even say we have to ask him to forgive our sins. It just says confess them. And he's faithful and just to forgive them. Confession of sins. Confession of sins. It's easy for me to confess other people's sins. Oh, I got a whole list. And you've got a whole list of my sins. We can go before the Lord. Isn't this wonderful? Isn't this wonderful today? Isn't it wonderful? We can go to the presence of the Lord and we can praise Him and we can worship Him. And then in, the, in my closet of prayer where nobody else can hear me, I can go in and I can tell the Lord my shortcomings. I can tell the Lord of my failures and my faults. I can confess them to him. And he's faithful and just. And then, and then I can go into, then I can go into the long list of things that I need to forgive. The long list of things that you need to forgive. Because it goes hand in hand, right? The Bible teaches that. The Bible teaches that. Forgive me my trespasses as I forgive those who have trespassed against me. They, they're hand in hand. They're, they're simultaneous events that as we, as we release, God releases. As we set captives free, God sets us free. As we let others go from, from things and wrongs, God lets us go from things and wrongs. It's a simultaneous process that, that we go into this confession of faults and, and then we release things. I, I'm into the closet of forgiveness. The closet of forgiveness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then there's the prayer for others. The prayer for others. I, uh, I can fall into the trap of just praying so much for what's going on in my world. What's going on in my world. And, uh, and yet, Jesus didn't teach us to do that. He taught us to pray for our basic daily needs. But he, he did say, pray for others. Pray for others. Pray for others. Pray for others. And that others is, is anybody. It's anybody. Pray for them. 
Pray for your nation. Pray for your family. Pray for your people. Pray. Pray. Pray for, pray for others. Pray for others. There, there's something dynamic about God that when I spend my time praying for others, he, he meets my needs. How many have found that to be true? How many, have you, how many of you have given money to others and then God just come out of the blue and, uh, and meet your need that you, didn't even, you weren't even asking for? I heard two testimonies this past week of individuals that uh, gave to help young people go to youth congress or, or uh, youth explosion. They just, they just wanted to help sponsor and, and had m money come unexpectedly that they weren't even praying for or asking for. God just, God just sees it. He just sees it. When you, when you pray for others or give, God just makes, no, well, you know, they have a need too. I better help out with that. And that's not why you do it. But that's how God does it. That's just how God does it. Amen. Then pray for an outpouring of the power of God. We cannot make it without the power of God. Can't do it. Can't live in this day. Can't withstand the onslaughts of the enemy and the things of this world. I can't keep this flesh under subjection. I can't control my mind, my thoughts. I can't do it. I need the power of God. I need a daily dose of the Holy Ghost. I need an outpouring every day of the Spirit of God in my heart and in my life. I need every day. I need every day to go into an upper room and I need the wind and the fire and the power of God to light on my spirit. I have to have it every single day. I don't know what I'm going to face. I don't know what things are going to come down my trail. I've got to have and start my day with an infilling of the power of Almighty God. Amen. So what are, the, what are the things that we have to pray for? The will of God. Basic needs. Forgiveness. Others. And the outpouring of God's Spirit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord knows what we have need of. It goes back to kind of what I was trying to say Wednesday night. If we'll just focus on these things... God will take care of the warfare around there. If we'll focus on these things, God will take care of all of this stuff out around here. Amen. I can't go to my job without an outpouring of God's Spirit. I can't go to work without the outpouring of God's Spirit. I can't go to the grocery store without an, out, without an outpouring of God's Spirit. I can't go to church. I can't go to the Sunday school class. I can't sing. I can't play. I can't preach. I can't 
teach. I can't do a home Bible study. I can't do anything. I don't have that ability within me. But if God will anoint me, Lord, anoint me. Lord, anoint me. Lord, anoint me. Put your spirit on me. I'm praying for an outpouring of the Holy Ghost, Lord. I pray for an outpouring of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The old timers didn't have a lot of technology and they didn't have resources like we have today and they didn't have the material things that we had today but yet they had an unprecedented prayer life. They had a contact with God. They knew how to get a hold of God. They knew how to pray for an outpouring of God's God's spirit. Our trouble is not with the enemy. Our trouble is not with the religious world, our trouble is not with the spirit realm. The trouble, our trouble is not with sin that abounds. Sin has always abounded. It's, it's always been from the very beginning of time. It's always been there. The enemy's always been there. The devil's always been there. It's always been there from the beginning of the time. The difference is we may not be in the attitude and the posture of prayer. Lord, the disciples said, we're intrigued by miracles. And, and it's fascinating to see devils we're not heard of. Now, now, we've heard prayer all of our life, but there's something different about your prayer. And that's what we need to know. Teach us, Lord. Teach us, Lord. Teach us, Lord. Teach us, Lord, how to pray. Hallelujah. When he preached, they didn't say anything. When he taught, they didn't say anything. When he raised the dead, they didn't say anything. When he did miracles, they didn't say anything. When he cast out devils, they didn't say anything. But after watching him pray, they said, Lord, teach us that. Teach us. Teach us that. Teach us that. Brother Swim, the words of your daughter will forever, until I'm dead, ring in my ears. And this is what she would do. She would say, Lord, teach us to pray. And then she would say, then you say, Lord, teach us to pray. And then she would say, Lord, teach us to pray. And then, Lord, teach us to pray. And those words, when I was 18 years old, she put it into our spirit. Lord, teach us to pray. And here I am over 35 years later, those words are still ringing in my ears. Do I pray like I should? No. Do I, do I do it all the way I should? No. There are times I get distracted and times I get pulled and times I get sideways and times. But I always come back to, Lord, no matter where I'm at or how old I am, I want to really still learn how to pray. Lord, teach us to pray.
Lord, teach us to pray. Amen. Thank you for listening and thank you for preaching with me today. Would you stand this morning? So what I'm going to ask you today when you come to the altar is if you would just spend a few minutes anchoring those things in our heart. Thy will, basic needs, forgiveness, others, and an outpouring of your spirit. And if your prayer life has waned, and it happens. Stress and life and sickness and busy. <clears throat> if your prayer life has become secondary or pushed down the list, I'm asking you to pray today for a revival of prayer in your heart. A revival of prayer. Lord, I, I'm not praying like I should. I'm going to change that today. I've been focused on this and this and this and those are good things, Lord. They're good things. Focused on, you know, fighting the devil and focused on preaching and teaching and miracles and casting out devils. But Lord, what I really want to know is how to pray. How to pray. How to pray. Would you say it one more time with me? Thy will. Daily needs, forgiveness, others, and an outpouring of God's Spirit. Amen. Would you spend a few minutes this morning with me in prayer before we go today? Hallelujah. Shut in with God. Shut in with God. In a secret 